ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Welcome back into the show, everybody. I'm Scott Prather, and joining us now is comedian Adam Carolla, joining us from uh, the West Coast. But Adam will be here in Cajun country in Lafayette on Saturday, October 24th for a... uh, They'll be doing his podcast as well as a stand-up show. He'll have special guests. It'll be outside pod seating. So I know we're uh, we're ready to have you, Adam. Have you ever been down to uh, to Lafayette before? I may have so much and played so many colleges back in the day and did so many things that I really couldn't definitively tell you. I know I d- I've done. The Mardi Gras parade. I know me and uh, Jimmy Kimmel were grand marshals of some some parade of a million years ago. And that much I know. What's uh, what's traveling like in uh, in you know pandemic times? And uh, I, I caught a little bit of your stand up from Salt Lake. You got to do the, the private jet thing. But what's what's comedy been like for you during all this? Yeah, I just got back from Salt Lake City, and I was able to fly privately each way on uh, attorney Mark Garagas's jet. So that was kind of, that was kind of nice. Um, you know, for me, it's been better. I, I, I mean, it is better. Like, I, I guess if you're, if you're fear-based, then you're kind of screwed, but I'm not fear-based. So for me, it's just less people at the airport and less people on the plane. But I got to tell you, when I first started traveling, probably March or April, going to Texas to do a show, you know, the airport was empty and so was the plane. And the airports are getting more and more crowded. And it's sort of like the freeways out here. They, used, they, were, they were empty at the beginning part of this thing. And now, you know, rush hour traffic is rush hour traffic. So... People, whether they whether they got the okay or not, are kind of slowly just kind of going back to their life. And that's, I mean, you know, good news certainly for you in terms of your shows. I guess bad news when you're on the uh, the freeway out there in L.A. But um, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm sure you've been asked uh, literally a thousand times. But who's your favorite comedian of all time? Um, well, I'll... Uh, I'll throw a curve at everybody and say Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> I always loved Mitch Hedberg. And uh, I don't even know if everyone listening knows who Mitch Hedberg is, but there's plenty of material of his uh, out there. And I don't know why, uh, but Mitch Hedberg. I, I love Mitch, man. I, I had like back when, you know, it was just iPods before it was on your phone and everything like that. I just had this stand-up of Hedgeberg, and any time I was on a long trip, I would just listen to it every time. And even though I knew what he was about, like, it still makes me laugh to this day. I don't know, a different style for sure, but just it didn't matter how dumb it was or off the wall. Like, I, I just, I think Mitch loved that guy, man. Uh, rest in peace. But, yeah, I've probably laughed more at Mitch Hedberg than maybe any other comedian in my life. Oh, well, then that's the perfect answer for you. What, uh, you know, Adam Carolla, our guest, ESPN 1420, I, I think of you, Adam, as like semi-famous, you know, is that, is that the perfect spot for fame where there are times you can still have some anonymity, but you still get a couple of perks from being famous? 
Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I don't think that much about it. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I go through life. I wait in line. I go through security. You know, I fly southwest. And I, I have a very normal life, and then I, I go up on stage, I get paid a bunch of money, and then I get back on a Southwest flight, you know? So it's like uh, I, I have some celebrity when I'm up on stage, and then I'm off stage, and, and, you know, sometimes you run into... All just kind of depends what the demographic is, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I like living a, a very normal pedestrian life, but I also like getting paid and I like collecting cars and I like uh, having the freedom financially to do a lot of the projects I do. So uh, I, I, fame was never anything I pursued. Um, everyone says that, I guess, uh, but not for me. I, I just want to kind of be behind the scenes guy and produce stuff and get paid. So, and then at a certain point, I was pretty famous, and now, you know, medium, medium, small, uh, you know, one of my fans probably dies every day, and uh, and I can go about my, you know, I can go through the Home Depot, get what I got to get, and not, not get stopped to sign an autograph. Not a bad spot to be in. Adam Carolla is our guest, uh, comedian Adam Carolla, podcaster. He has a comedy show here in Lafayette outside of the Cajun Dome on Saturday, October 24th. They're going to be recording his podcast, which um, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But um, another question, Adam, again, I know you've probably been asked a number of times, but I like asking comedians this because you mentioned the word freedom earlier. And I think comedy freedom is... Uh, I guess it depends on who you ask, what it means in 2020. During cancel culture, um, you know, I've listened to your, your comedy and your podcast over the years, and I'm also on social media like everyone else and kind of see the impact and how things have changed over the last really five years, um, I guess quicker than the previous five. What's your view overall on cancel culture as it pertains to the comedy world in 2020? Well... You know, I'm confused by it mainly. I'm, I'm, I go through life mainly confused. I'm not as angry as I am confused. I don't know why people would want somebody canceled. I don't know. You know, you know, somebody has an opinion, you disagree with that opinion, and now you have to contact their sponsors and boycott them and whatever that is. I, I don't, I don't understand it. It feels like a, a, a calorie burn. It feels that it feels like the joke is on the person who's doing the boycotting. That to me feels like who the joke is on. They're the people wasting all the time. Uh, you know, I'm just this atheist time traveler who's going through this world basically to be annoyed is the way and confused is, is sort of the way I look at it. But especially when it comes to comedy. I, I would have no idea why anybody would even think twice about something that somebody said for comedic effect. You know, it's one thing if the president says something. It's another thing if a school teacher or school principal or even a cop says something. But comedians are, are by nature there 
a joke. So I have no idea why that would be an issue with people. And it's really not. It's not an issue. I mean, nobody cares. There's a group of people that say they care, and that, that's the problem. They only care once, I mean, they, they care once they see it on their timeline and someone tells them they should care, even if they've never heard of you before, right? I mean, you think about all these things. I mean, it's so funny. It's like you go back a week and it's like Trump was calling the fallen soldiers from World War II losers. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's the worst thing. And now it's like, huh? Oh, yeah. We're not even thinking about that. We don't care about that anymore. Yeah. Like, I, it's like all the stuff they cared about 10 seconds ago, and it's just gone. I mean, the, the news cycle is incredible. It's nuts, man. We, uh, it, it's, it's, I feel like the last five years it's just escalated. It was kind of slowly moving in that direction, but it's escalated so much now. And, you know, shoot. I mean, the, the things I joke around about with, like, my close personal friends are so different than, like, what I might say, like, on my radio show. But there's no... It's just for laughs. There's no malcontent. I mean, but if someone that doesn't know you hears it or, oh, you accidentally texted somebody one thing, suddenly your whole career could end. It's, I don't know if it's just going to keep going that, dire- that direction or if we'll have sort of a, uh, a blowback effect or what. But I don't know. I, I'm, I feel like the comedy world, uh, when I hear comedians, they're a lot more protective of it. And I think they've done their best to kind of fight back on it and still just, you know, say whatever the hell they want to say. Well... The only way it goes away is if people refuse to apologize. You basically, you have to do to cancel culture what people did to Scientology. They, everyone used to be scared of Scientology. They <laughs> was told that they would ruin your life if you ever upset them or cross them. You couldn't say anything negative about Scientology. Remember back back before all this Stuff about Scientology began. You you were in a world of hurt if you said anything bad about Scientology, and now everyone says whatever they want about Scientology, which is the way it should have always been. But people were scared. They were scared of having their careers ruined. And I I went through it. I I was around twenty two twenty three years ago. I had a radio show and I made fun of Scientology and everyone told me they were going to ruin my life. And, and people were scared and that's the way it went until everyone spoke about Scientology and then realized Scientology couldn't do anything to you. And that's when it ended. Adam Carolla is our guest, ESPN 1420. AdamCarolla.com if you want to learn more uh, about his upcoming show, including the one here in Lafayette. Uh, outside of the Cajun Home. They're doing it outdoors Saturday, October 24th. It's going to be fun. They're going to be recording a podcast out there as well. Your podcast, Adam, um, the the podcast medium, I mean, you jumped into it early back in 2009. When did you know that, like, podcasting was going to be what it is now, just sort of this gigantic and only growing every day? I mean, you were there when the marketplace was small, and now it's just everybody and their grandma has a podcast. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a time where I knew it was going to be this way or I knew it was going to be that way. I just, I, I realized pretty early on that it was a good way to communicate with people. It was a good way to 
sell tickets to live shows and sell T-shirts and stuff like that. I didn't really know it was going to be a way to advertise and make money. Um, although th that is always the way I approached it. I always sort of approached it from a radio model. And so it was kind of had that, you know, get, get the, get the, get the listeners. And, and I always sort of had the, get the listeners and the rest will take care of itself. So that, that's always, that was always my, my approach. Adam Carolla, our guest. No, I had, I had no idea it was going to turn into what it turned into. And you know you've got one of the bigger ones uh, on the planet. Who's your who's your favorite podcast guest you ever had? Whether it be a friend or just someone that was promoting something and it just turned into some you know great organic conversation. Well, I you know I I'm I'm happy to say that my podcast helped break a lot of comedians like Joe Coy who would come on frequently and just be absolutely hysterical on my, on my show. And, and now the guy's selling out the Los Angeles forum. So, you know, a lot of great guests, a lot of, a lot of great conversations, always a, I mean, a, uh, you know, I've always, uh, it, it's too many to, to count, but I will say, you know, in the earlier years, I'd never even heard of Joe Coy. And the next thing you know, he's coming on the podcast and he's just blowing up. And stories like that are, are great for me. And, you know, Joe's a friend. And I, I just, I, those are the kinds of names that jump out to me. The Adam Carolla Show. Uh, you can subscribe to his podcast uh, like so many already have and listen to. Uh, it's updated all the time. And. Sports has always been a big part of it, Adam. Uh, all balls, all sports segment where, you know, you, you might read scores or just a sports story, and then you kind of go on a riff. And um, that's more or less what we do in sports radio, although it's more centralized when you do it locally like I do. Uh, what has, has sports always been like? Have you always been a sports fan? Has always been like part of the conversation, or is this something that came along later in life? Sports was a savior for me, it uh, was a very big deal. Um, I, I grew up in a kind of negative environment with my family, uh, but I did excel at sports, and it was really the only thing I was good at. Um, so I dove into sports. It really, I didn't even know what I was doing. I, I dove into sports as, for self-preservation, I think. And and. I just became kind of a sports junkie and it saved my life. It, it really, it really did. I, I learned discipline. I, you know, coaches became sort of my fathers and my mentors. And it, it was really, it was really a big deal for me. Um, it really shaped the first half of my life and really was a, made a huge difference in, in my life. Sports fans down in the South or maybe more specifically down in Louisiana, whether it be the Saints or LSU or the Raging Cajuns, what's, uh, what's your perception of sports fans down here in this part of the country? You know, I'm from uh, North Hollywood, California. So all we ever, you know, I grew up with USC and UCLA and UCLA was always great at 
basketball and USC was great at football when I was, when I, when I was growing up and I didn't really know part of my lack of education is I didn't know where anything was. You know, I didn't know where Penn state was, even though it had the word Penn in it. I, I didn't know where Notre Dame was. I didn't know where LSU was. I did, I knew all the colleges. I knew all the mascots. I knew all the names and the nicknames. I had no idea where anything was. I didn't even know New Orleans was in the South. Like I, I, I really didn't. As I got older and I got to travel around a little and kind of take in that culture, uh, I really fell in love with it because other places, you know, you can go to Iowa and you can go to Green Bay and, you know, they like their sports. Uh, everyone likes their sports. Everyone likes their team. But then the thing about New Orleans and the South and that area is you get the team and then you get the entire culture as well, which you don't really get. You know, you, you could be a UCLA fan, but there's really no culture that goes along with it. There's no there's no food that goes along with it. There's no music that goes along with it. And the thing about especially New Orleans is it's the team and then the whole culture part. The uh, who Adam Carolla, our guest from your spot and, and you hear from, you know, different fans and you've traveled a lot. Who's the most annoying fan base in American sports? Well, I, it, it's got to be the New England Patriots, without a doubt. Um, and I learned firsthand how the New England Patriots fans were wired because I was in New Orleans. I was at the Superdome when my Rams lost at the very last second Don't do that. to the New England Patriots. And as we went out that night, you know, Patriots fans to celebrate, Rams fans to drown their sorrows. Um, I noticed that the Patriots fans, instead of celebrating, were looking for Rams fans and making fun of them. And I thought, oh, that's, that's a different take on celebrating. And then I realized people from that region, they don't celebrate their win. They celebrate the loss of the team they vanquished. And I thought, that's an interesting wiring. I think, like, I, I'm for that if it's your rival. I think if you do it for every team you ever beat, then you're kind of a loser. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Adam Carolla has been our guest. Um at Adam Carolla on Twitter, uh, adamcarolla.com if you want to learn more about how you can attend this comedy show. Uh, we need it, man. We need to laugh. We need to get out. It's Look, it's, it's outside of the Cajun Dome. They're going to have pod seating, so the social distancing will be there. I know you did a show in Salt Lake, Adam, where um, you, know, you weren't wearing a mask. You were on stage, but the audience was. It's just you're still doing it, man. You're not just sitting back in 2020 following, you know, safety precautions but not just sitting in a hole either you're getting out there and you're getting it done well yeah hell yeah adam uh anything else you want to plug before we let you run i make a lot of really interesting documentaries if you guys uh are auto racing fans uh like ford v ferrari i made the 24-hour war basically the same story before that movie came out we made one on carol shelby they're all out on uh, Netflix, so um, and you can go to chassis c 
C-H-A-S-S-Y.com and pick up Blu-rays of these things. But if you, if you, if your audience likes motorsports and they like great docs, uh, you can check out, we did Shelby American on Carol Shelby. There's one called Uppity about the first black driver at Indy. Lots of good stuff. So if you want to see some of those, I don't know, just Google in my name and racing docs and you'll see a lot of cool docs. Hell yeah. Host of the Adam Carolla show, three-time New York Times bestselling author, and he'll be in Lafayette Saturday, October 24th. You don't want to miss it. Go get your tickets, adamcarolla.com to learn more. I think we'll be doing some giveaways as well in coming weeks. Adam, appreciate the time, man. All the best, and uh, we'll see you down here in Cajun Country in a couple of weeks. Thanks for having me.